Hello and welcome to yeah. Freight Waves Live at Home. I'm Dooner here with the dude. Welcome everybody from beautiful Chattanooga, Tennessee, the heart of Freight Alley, my friend. How are you, Dooner? It's going good. For those of you who are not familiar, this is What the Truck. We are a twice weekly podcast and Freight Waves TV show. Catch us live every Monday and Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern Time on your LinkedIn, on your Facebook on uh, Freightways yeah. TV app, and then uh, podcast players everywhere. Just look up What the Truck or look up Freightcast to find every single Freightways podcast. And, hey, guys, thank you for joining us. Right Freightways on. Live at Home. Yeah. Exciting day. It's been great already, man. It has been great. You I mean, know, not that I'm shocked, but it really has. <laughs> well, you, you know what's really cool? So huh. Tom Curry was saying, like, you know, we're talking about behavioral changes and disruption. Yeah. He was talking about how uh, how conference behavior is going to shift and change just by the nature of the way you can communicate at virtual events in real time. And he said the biggest challenge when we come back to in-person conferences, people want to randomly give their opinions or thoughts just yelling from the back. The yeah. back, you're wrong, dude. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah, just like, just just go at it. It's kind of kind of like English parlance, or yeah. you know, right? yeah. <laughs> just yell, at you, boo. <laughs> well, hey everyone, you might notice these mugs right here. You might notice our backdrop. We'd like to yeah, thank ArcBest. ArcBest is more than logistics. Whatever you do, wherever you ship, ArcBest makes it easier for you to do business. ArcBest combines reliable capacity, innovative technology, and trusted relationships to take the complexity out of your supply chain and keep your shipments moving. That that's what makes ArcBest more than just logistics. And great uh, coffee mugs, I might Delicious. Add. Yeah. <laughs> Good to the last drop ship, yeah, as like we said. said. We got some pictures, too. Everyone's, so this is a virtual event. Everyone's looking at their home setup. Can we take a look at some of these? Yeah. Let's take a look at these. Oh, look at that nice setup. A lot of these desks are a lot more organized than my own as well. Yeah, it looks like they prepped. <laughs> yeah, no, it's beautiful. It's got a like, backdrop of speakers right there. Yeah. I think we even saw some pets that people sent as well, which is, which is wild. Also, folks, this is a live and interactive show. So, like, Steve Ankle says, more cowbell. Definitely a little bit of that yeah, for you, Steve. Absolutely. Uh, and Kyle Taylor says, that shirt is epic. Dooner Kyle, if you know, he does his fun shirt Fridays. Yeah. Where he gives you a little sonar demo every week. Uh, cook up with him on LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah. Well, absolutely. fantastic. Let's get to our first guest. Our first Let's guest is Mo. Or you may call him Mustafa Aziz. He is the co-founder and CEO of Zoom App. Mo, thanks for joining us at Freightways Live at Home. Hey, guys. How's it going? It's going great. I love, I love the shirt, man. Thanks, bro. I got to send you some from Israel. Yeah. <laughs> Someone gave us wrong information. It's a we great connection we have ears. all the way in, yeah. in Israel. <laughs> no, but you are in lovely Irvine, though, right? Yeah, Irvine, California. <laughs> so excellent mustafa welcome to the show man nice to have you and zoom app you tackle defragmentation through uh through your platform so let's talk a little bit about it for those not familiar what's zoom yeah so um we like to think of ourselves as a logistics super platform we're we're on a mission to coin that term in the industry and we started a company about five years ago essentially what we do is two value propositions we're a digital brokerage but what makes us unique is we're the we'd like to think that we're the first company in the world to take our solution put it in a box and offer it as software to either a shipper, a freight broker, or a trucking company, sharing our technology with them, kind of like an open source solution and get everybody together on one collaborative network. Hey, speaking of getting everyone together and collaborating, I was, I was stalking your LinkedIn page and I noticed you had a really cool Halloween party with your team. Speaking of your team, are, are most of you virtual and still remote? Yeah, so uh, we're not a huge company. We're about 70 people and um, we're split uh, 
like I'd say about 20% sales, 40% uh, brokerage, and then 40% uh, technology. Uh, most, I mean, before COVID-19, most of the people we had were coming in the office. Um, a portion of our development is offshore in uh, Rom Romania and Ukraine. Yeah, excellent stuff. So, Mustafa, you guys hit uh, really the three most, uh, uh, the natural participants within the industry, the shipper, the carriers, and the intermediaries, the brokers, right, and solving those solutions. One of the things that they've really faced this year, obviously, has been fragmentation of that capacity. How do you guys go about solving that issue? Yeah, so we're young, and we're like one of the Davids to the Goliaths out there. Uh, and one thing we've done really in the la last five years is instead of spending a lot of our funding that we got on marketing, what we did is we actually uh, hunkered down and focused on building a product that would be, number one, easy to use, uh, very intelligent, and scalable. So what we did is if you look at all the shippers, trucking companies, and uh, freight brokers, they, they use a system to manage their business, but then they also use another system, whether it's automated or non-automated, to source capacity. What we did is we built both systems for all three stakeholders. So it was really difficult, but we built a TMS for the shipper, the carrier, and the freight broker, but we also built a freight marketplace for all three stakeholders. Now what we're doing is we're trying to intertwine all six, and our goal is to go to a trucking company that has 100 trucks that might be paying one of the, these larger legacy TMS companies 100 grand a year for software and say, here, we built something 10 times better it's going to turn you, the trucking company, into Uber Freight, and we won't charge you a dime for it. And all we want in exchange is for you to come and share your capacity on a global network. Wow. Yeah, I, lo I love the I can't help but notice the active whiteboard behind you. I love an active whiteboard. It gives me goodwill hunting vibes. Um, I was going to say, is that the secret sauce to Zoom behind him? You might want to cover that. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Is, is he trying to solve the problem of fragmentation of systems? Are you working that out back there? It's not your fault. It's not your fault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, that's one thing um, that I've noticed with a lot of the players in the industry. A lot of them um, are like, so it's important to know my background, right? I went to school at UC Berkeley and studied supply chain economics. And my first job out of UC Berkeley was working in the brokerage for uh, five years at J.B. Hunt. And um, then I worked at, at a couple of trucking companies, and then I've been doing this digital stuff for the last four or five years. And what I noticed while doing that is that there's either somebody coming in from Silicon Valley trying to solve our problems in the trucking industry, or it's like an ex-trucker guy or broker guy trying to figure out technology and build it and spend most of his money on marketing. What we focus at Zoom is something called product market fit. Every day that we develop our product, we use ourselves and our brokerage and our trucking company partners as a uh, test bed, and we better our product. Um, most recently, I was talking to one of the leaders in the space um, in the digital brokerage world, and he saw our tech stack eight months ago, and he saw it today, and he's like, man, I don't understand. Like, You guys don't market a lot, but what you have is super slick. 
And and that's the thing about Zoom. If if a um, one of our partners is BNSF Logistics, which is like the number seven brokerage in America, the, I I truly affirm that the reason they partnered with us is um, I was listening to the last show and uh, the president Sarah of Trinity Logistics said that she's been through four software revolutions within her company, and and wow. what we're trying trying to do is give one software to the company and. As we redevelop our software, that download or that upgrade comes in for free. So by sharing our technology, you kind of get a software company that's embedded with you. Just think on a personal level and step outside of trucking, right? If you have an iPhone, last night I was sleeping, I woke up, and this thing became way better with all these new features. It downloaded and fixed itself. Imagine if software providers brought that kind of value to trucking companies so they don't have to spend 300 grand every three years or you, they don't I have bet to you, try Mo, Mo, I bet you'd say, how do you like them apples, right? Solving that <laughs> yeah, issue. Yeah, right. uh, we are running out of time on the interview, but I want to make sure our guests know where to go. What's the web address? So our website address is www.zoom, that's Z-U-U-M, A-P-P, app.com. Um, you guys can connect with us. Uh, we have another event coming up on November 9th, which is called the Future of Trucking with Plug and Play. And we have stakeholders from Coca-Cola, Sherwin-Williams, General Motors, Home Depot, some of our customers. And we're all going to talk with some of the digital Excellent. Thank like you so Facebook. much for your time today, Mo. We're going to go to our next guest uh, right after the break. It's Robert Brothers, Director of Product Development with McLeod. Stick with us. You know, a big theme at this event has been disruption, disruptive technology, yeah. disruptive communication. Absolutely. Sometimes we have our own disruptive communication. So our, our, our guest audio is disrupted. So yeah. we're, we're not going to jump into that just yet. So let's talk. Let's let's recap the event a little bit. Yeah. So we open up right with the keynote with Shelly Simpson and John Roberts. What did you make of that one? Yeah. So I thought it was really, really good because they yeah. talked about like we're talking about disruption. But, you know, they talked about it and Shelly Simpson. Well, both of them did. They really talked about how this legacy company purposely managed chaos or disruption in order to grow and to bring new technology, which I thought was a really interesting take on, you know, just thinking out of the box. Yeah. But like, you know, when we discussed it, U.S. Express did the same, very much the same thing with Variant. Yeah. Right. It, bringing these people, let's forget everything that we do here and, and bring this in and the difficulties there in managing that type of stuff. Right. Well, what USX said, they were very cognizant of the fact that the, the legacy, right, the legacy company, USX, may try to hammer down the nail that sticks out, which right. is variant, right? That's yeah, that that's chaos. Right. Because when you're a legacy company, you're so used to these learned behaviors. You're so used to how the company should operate. I mean, you, you get that dopamine release every time something goes well. Right. So when something comes out of the norm like that, the executives up top, it's, it's very rational and reasonable. But I really liked what Shelley had to say about that. They also seem to be very aware of this fact that you need to let the fire rage a little bit. Yeah, you do, but you also have to manage it, right? It's like a controlled burn. Yeah, <laughs> you know, how, getting that secret sauce about how long you talk, you do it, right? Because even he said, you know, you don't have a blank check forever, but it's a managed type of system as to where you've got this plan and you look for those milestones along the way on specific ideas or whatever that controlled chaos might be. You know, it's interesting to see in freight too because. Especially if you were at our event yesterday, Freight Tech Ventures, it was talking about how this was an unsexy field, you know, investing it in the past, venture capital money, very unsexy in the past. Uh, so big changes coming big changes coming along, becoming more investable, disruption happening all across the all across the field. But one of the things they said, and we heard it from our last guest, mm -hmm. been through four different tech iterations. 
And what happens is you start the chaos, right? That's right. But then sometimes you control it too much and you lose focus. And, w- and the result at the end isn't what you needed at the beginning. Yeah, it's very it's very difficult. It's 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 there's always these litmus tests that are that have to be going on and getting the getting the legacy culture to be able to adapt to that and see what's going on is sometimes very difficult. Like at US Express, they brought it they had a whole separate management team, a whole separate team working on it to make sure that they could con- you know, they oversaw it and controlled it, but to make sure there wasn't anybody like you've pointed out hammering down that nail and yeah. losing the focus of what they were really trying to do. The other thing I like that I heard from from Shelly and from Robert was they were talking about how there's always that quest to get that hour back, right? That hour back yeah. for the driver. Time is money. How do you maximize that? For those of you out there trying to, to sell to these carriers too, right? Maybe you have some disruptive technology. Lean into that. How can you get them that hour back? Yeah, exactly. And it brings up a great point. It, it, they didn't look for tech and then how to apply that tech. Yeah. They looked internally and said, okay, we've got this legacy. We've got this great service, this reliable service, right? It's, it's got its values and everything. And we're doing great. But how do we get this chaos in here, right? And so they went searching for issues, pain points. And one of them that they found was three hours out of every day of the 11 hours was wasted. Mm-hmm. How do they figure out why that's happening? How do they bring that back and what can be done with it? I mean, Ashwin from Load Shop, too, he said he he pulled out this quote from it. He said, you are what you do, not what you'll say you do. He loved that Shelly brought that concept up. Wise words to live by. And, you know, sometimes that can happen. You know, you hear a lot of these sessions. You go to live conferences or virtual events. You're talking about digital transformation. You hear the talking head or the speaker up there. And it kind of all blends together. Right. Yeah. We got to disrupt. We got you hear all the buzzwords and it lulls you to sleep like a like a metronome. It does. It, It really does. But not that particular keynote, because I like the twist you put in there and that twist of chaos. Oh, yeah, ab- absolutely. And, and similar to that point, you know, our last guest, Mustafa, you, you brought up his or you have his his uh, his LinkedIn in there and he's got a quote on there and it says pain is temporary mm. to quit is forever. Yeah. And, and it's kind of the same thing when you're trying to manage this chaos because it's painful to not stamp it out. Yeah. It's painful to invest that money when, you, you know, at first when you're looking at these things, it's difficult. It's disruptive. It's like training a new employee. Right. Mm-hmm. You'd rather just do it yourself because sometimes it's harder to train a person. Right. But you've got to take that pain. Because with that pain comes success. Yeah. John, Josh Ashbury from HubTrain, he also kind of touched on this. He said, digital transformation projects are typically major lifts. Having a digital strategy is directionally important to set the tone. But you normally see years-long projects that have scope creep. Focus on small, high-impact wins as part of the execution. Work within the chaos. React to the chaos. Right? Because yeah. the journey where you start may not be where it needs to be at the end. Yeah, absolutely. You've got to be able to bounce with where you're where, with where you're going. Yeah. Right. I mean, yesterday at uh, Freight Tech Ventures, oh, right, uh, talking about you know some of the paths to uh, uh, getting that influx of capital to grow were were not as well thought out as they as they planned. Right. Yeah. There was a several that we that were spoken to that that talked about that. I wish it was as well planned out <laughs> as you said it was, but you really have to react and go. And it's the same thing with uh, uh, digitization and disruption. And when you've got this chaos and you're moving, sometimes that fire moves. Mm. Right. If you're talking about the burning of the chaos and you've got to control it to where you want it to go. But sometimes you've got to follow where it's going because it's leading you to a better path. We had speaking of disruption, we had another keynote. It was Craig Fuller speaking to Mike Isaac. He wrote the book Super Pump. Yeah. They were talking about Uber. Now th- there was some fascinating conversation going on with them, but there was also a sub debate going on on the comment section right. over at live.freightwaves.com. Head over there, join the conversation, register, you could win a Peloton. So the conversation going on there though was 
Is there enough faith that Uber, the brand, because Uber is a livery, you know, they have challenges making sure. money. Can they make enough money in in freight? Are they are they a disruptor? Will people want to use them um, because they especially in freight, they see brand value in sticking with certain companies. But my thought on that with anything disruptive is, is there can be a place for anything if you provide good customer service. And if Absolutely. people can book loads and get paid quickly, have their freight move quickly and there aren't a ton of hurdles or a ton of challenges. Cause I'll tell you what, like three PL is great with, with human beings, but Uber has human beings working there too. Yeah, absolutely. And three PLs, there are bad three PLs and bad brokers all over the place too, that are going to have trouble getting your freight. I mean, Uber is not immune to those challenges. I don't think Uber freight necessarily solves that, but I know that a lot of drivers loved it because they got that uh, detention pay really quickly through their system. Through Uber's system. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I have faith in Bill Drieger. We know Bill Drieger. And, yeah. He's and, a great drummer. He's uh, a great drummer, by the way. You got to catch that. You can catch that by going to one of our podcasts. Yeah. But um, he, you know, you know, he's got a great direction there. And the shifts that they have made as they've grown have gone from, you know, really this almost Groupon-like type thing where, you know, cutting the market and building it, and, and they're really creating great value now. I mean, they brought out their enterprise, and they're linked, and they're, they're bringing in uh, uh, solutions and visibility between the carriers and the, and the shippers, and tremendous data play inside there to see what's going on there in that transparency. So, um, yeah, I, I think they're fine and, yeah. and freight, and I think they will be profitable, and they're going because they're bringing in some great value adds. You know, another thing, another thing I learned between this and the freight tech venture that we did hearing from a lot of CEOs and founders is a, a perspective that we don't often think of. Because you look at the CEO and the founder, they're kind of lionized, they're put up on a pedestal. Mm-hmm. But hearing the human side of it, the, the constant rejection, the constant self-doubt, that constant roller coaster of being in charge of a growing company, growing employees, you know, and especially the point where you're, you're not worrying about stockholders yet, you're just, you're just worrying about making that company make it to that next seed round. It's just fascinating to hear how they think about that because I, I often don't. You know, you look at someone like Craig Floor and you're like, wow, you know, he's got the life. But you don't realize that how many no's he hears during the day to get that yes. Yeah, absolutely. And and Craig spoke to the fact that you, you know, and what well, both of them did, spoke to the fact that you need to evolve as you go, right? There's, the way you act as this maverick, this pirate, if you will, which we like to call ourselves pirate yeah. and really celebrate Arr. that. Or cowboys. You, you got to maintain that, but also kind of tone it down and become more diplomatic, as they talked about, as, as your company grows. Yeah. It's true. So we're going to go to our, our next guest, who I think is uh, is able to connect fine. And he's going to be in the green room. You're actually going to get a live look in. This is a new thing we are oh, doing here. It's very uh, cool. Vaughn Moore. He's the president and CEO at AIT. He's going to talk about pandemic response. And it's an important time. It's a topic we're sick of. But look, we just had the highest number of infections in the United States that we've had throughout the course of this COVID-19 thing. It's flu season. Things could get worse. Rates are getting expensive. We'll find out more after the break. Now we're going to be joined by Vaughn Moore. He's president and CEO at AIT. Hey, Vaughn, thank you so much for taking a little time out of your day to join us at Freight Waves Live at Home. I'm excited to be here. Excited to have you. I like your jacket. Kind of matches uh, the whole thank motif you. I got going on. <laughs> oh, I was uh, you know, I just need one of those shirts. I think that's uh, right up my alley. I think so, too. It's a little <laughs> nod to our next event called Space Waves. You know, we're doing all sorts of wild things over here on Freight Waves, but we're also trying to solve issues here on Earth. And I know... AIT is as well. Tough year, right? COVID, one of the reasons we're doing this virtually. So this is kind of an immersive conversation as we are impacted by it in real time. But uh, pandemic response, how has the year been for AIT, especially as these cases start ratcheting back up? Well, I mean, we, we've all been through the roller coaster, right? When it first hit, everyone was affected, especially in that first quarter. 
beginning of the second quarter, not knowing what uh, this was going to look like. But I think the companies that were able to adapt with their culture quickly uh, benefited probably the best because they were able to be flexible uh, and adapt to working from home and understanding what that means. You know, we were an essential business, so that was important that we still had people that were able to come into work and, and be sensitive to that fact uh, and be able to platoon people, too. So for us, that worked out really well. Um, we, uh, we were with everyone else when things went on hold. And then since then, we've seen a major spike. I mean, our, our business has boomed uh, during COVID, uh, even well past PPE opportunities that we were uh, participating in. So, um, you know, we've been fortunate. I think logistics is one of those uh, areas that people don't realize, as you mentioned earlier, not maybe as sexy as as other uh, areas, but we perform very well as an industry and certainly as a company uh, during unforeseen uh, happenings, whether it be a recession or uh, uh, certainly pandemics, and we've responded very, very well as a company. Excellent stuff, Vaughn. So you're mentioning peaks and, and spikes uh, during the pandemic. What are you guys seeing right now during this uh, peak season, during this unusual, very unusual year? Well, it's, again, it's something that we really haven't seen uh, in a fourth quarter particularly. I would say we're going to be facing a later peak season, especially out of Asia. So we're going to see peak season, I think, extend past December into early January. Um, we're currently seeing the charter market uh, for bookings uh, really going all the way out into early December uh, now. So uh, that's something that we haven't seen before. Um, of course, the charter market has been something very unusual in, in general this whole year. We're also seeing passenger aircraft continue to be converted. Uh, that that's happening uh, as we speak during this peak season. Ocean bookings have uh, they've carried over into late November, early December for bookings right now. So uh, while that's really hot and heavy, we're still seeing uh, those challenges. In the air freight market, we, we've got a pretty heavy demand, uh, low supply situation that's going on, as you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've got 50% of the aircraft uh, in the air around the world anyway. So um, it's continued to be a challenge, but those companies that are able to weather that storm and have pre-booked pre space uh, that have already been allocated are probably at an advantage overall. Hey, Vaughn, companies are nothing with... I would just like to also add the e-commerce world uh, that we've got going on that we're at a major spike. I mean, we've got companies, customers that are up 400% year over year, major ones that you would be aware of. I think we're going to see that e-com residential delivery spike going on well beyond Christmas. I think that's going to continue on into early January. Hey, Vaughn, companies are nothing without their people. So how has your team been holding up throughout this? Well, we're only as good, of course, as what they, uh, our people bring to the table and their adaptability and being able to weather the storm, but also uh, volume-wise. I mean, we are, we are booming as a company. So you take all the uncertainty that's gone on, and then all of a sudden you start to explode as a company. You're asking more of people uh, while being in a new work environment. I think that's the, the beauty of a culture um, in a company, that if you've got a robust culture that people believe in and they feel appreciated, then they respond well. But uh, it's been very difficult. Our main goal initially was to keep people safe and healthy, of course. And then next, it comes to protecting jobs and making sure that people feel that way, that they're valued, and that you're not uh, being um, inconsistent in your, measure, your, uh, your messages and what you're doing in the managing uh, unforeseen territory. 
Yeah, Vaughn, you know, as we've been uh, going through this year with the pandemic and everything, obviously everybody knows about that. We've seen a lot of fragmentation of capacity, fragmentation of markets, uh, but also fragmentation uh, really or changes disruption in the commodities that are flowing in the mix of business. Can you speak to that and how you guys have, uh, what you've seen and how you guys have handled that? Yeah, the three areas that I've certainly noticed, I mean, we've, Technology has been a huge play uh, in, in this entire year. When you've got learning from home, uh, you've got working from home. So uh, laptops and everything happening in technology, we've had tremendous spikes in that that's only continuing. And you know, one of those customers, as I mentioned, is 400% up. So you're obviously having that area uh, affecting what's happening. Um, we've, we participate very heavily in life sciences, so uh, and temperature controlled um, particularly. So you're having a lot of impact on that throughout the entire year. And we're also going to be participating in the COVID vaccine and a portion of what will be affecting the world. And that will be affecting our uh, air freight capacity, particularly around the globe. And it's going to be involve numerous carriers, not just uh, AIT Worldwide Logistics. So that's going to be very, very interesting to watch as we develop. Um, but the, the charter market particularly was one that uh, we've never seen a year like this. So uh, never in the history of our industry have we seen a charter market have um, uh, the capacity challenges that they face this year. And it's only going to continue. And we also are going to see the, the passenger aircraft challenges on capacity continue for the next, I think, maybe even a permanent change there, gentlemen. President Trump said that the military was going to handle the logistics of this vaccine distribution. Um, do you think that we should take that as gospel or, is he, or do you think AIT is going to fit into that equation for this for this lift? How does how does the private market fit into that? Private sector will absolutely be participating in this space. There's no doubt about that. Um, government can only handle so much anyway, but private sector has always been very important and we're very involved with the government. So we, uh, we do a lot of business. In fact, this particular year we participate in it. So it will be a combination and that's what it's going to take around the globe in order to be able to deliver this vaccine. And also we have to be aware that we're talking several years. This is not something that mm -hmm. is going to just happen in the next 12 months. It's going to be a several year process. Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, you, you bring <laughs> people up, are so it? patient and people are so, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, yeah, <laughs> that's uh, uh, <laughs> I was going to bring some, but, but I mean, we have to be realistic on that. Yeah. But uh, so you're obviously in operation warp speed, I think, is what it what it is called or, or yeah. right. My uh, six year old name that. <laughs> yeah, just don't go plaid. Yeah. Um, but uh, so looking ahead with with that involved in e-commerce and ho home delivery, et cetera, what are the challenges? What are you seeing looking ahead? Well, I mean, it's it's really it's the demand is there. The highest demand we've seen in many, many years, maybe ever again. And then supply is being challenged. So uh, you have to be able to find creative ways to get the product to the end user. Uh, and and that's a challenge right now that the entire industry is facing with uh, air freight capacity issues, trucking issues, final mile delivery issues. Um, we're, uh, we're having our line haul uh, providers are being affected and flooded more so than ever. Um, it's an unprecedented time, and it's going to take creative minds. I also believe that while there's tremendous opportunity in market share, I think we're going to see collaboration and more mergers and acquisitions in a variety of areas that are going to affect the market, they're going to help, hopefully, with that capacity. Wow. Vaughn, thank you so much for your time today. This, is, uh, this has been a super insightful session. I wish we had all day. This should just be our conference next time, me and you. We'll just take over the, uh, there we go. the stage over right. here. We'll be ready to go. <laughs>
Okay. Well, hey, we appreciate you. We appreciate you coming on. Next, next up after the break, you know who we're going to be talking to? Hope uh, White. Hope White. Yeah. Yeah. About reefer. Real reefer. Reefer reefer. No reefer in reefer. Reefer. Is it reefer? Reefer do that's you, got reefer in do it. Do you transfer reefer by reefer? Yeah. Who's on first? <laughs> I don't know. I think well, Hope, we're going to blaze her up when she comes up next. Hope's going to be It was first. on the ballot a lot of different places, and, uh, and it did pass, you know? Reef yeah, for moving did. around America. That's right. Going to be an important category. We'll be back after this to talk to Hope. Now we're back with one of our, our favorite guests. Absolutely. Yes. It's been too long. Well, you know, we met, I had her on radio, and we did a little bit of this topic on the show we do on Sirius XM's oh, okay, Road great. Dog Trucking yeah. on Saturdays, 3 to 5 p.m., channel 146. But this is Hope White. She's CEO of HD White Logistics. Hope. Thanks for uh, joining us for this mellow conversation about reefer and reefer. Yeah. Uh-oh. Oh, we got to bring her audio up. There she is. Don't tell. Hey, Dora and Michael, don't tell everybody about my shirt now. Oh, I didn't tell. I'm not giving any slogans away over here. Are you sure? No, you're. Well, I thought your slogan. slogan. I thought your slogan was, "If you got some weight, we'll move the freight." That is our business slogan. <laughs> but since we're moving reefer and reefers now, we got a new one. Well, hey, you must have been watching the the election, not just to see who the president would be, but the, on the ballot in a lot of different pl- places was legalizing recreational and medical marijuana. Even Mississippi, a place you, you might think would be a little bit more conservative. Yeah. It passed by 73 percent, Hope. Absolutely. It's about time, don't you think? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Break. No argument for me. No argument for me. Uh, so, Hope, tell, tell us a little bit. How do you get into this business of reefer? Because, you know, I think the last big story on reefer a lot of people heard was about those uh, Idaho truckers, the truckers who went into Idaho. They yeah, got I was gonna, yeah, I was wondering about that. Yeah, and it got, people got scared. They were like, uh, drivers got scared, companies got scared. They said, I don't want to touch this stuff. But then Hope comes along and says, I'll touch your reefer. Tell us. <laughs> I'll put your I'll put your reefer in my reefers, absolutely. Um, so Dooner, actually, we got into it when we relocated for our second office down here in Metter, Georgia, uh, for container storage uh, services that we're doing to support the Georgia Port Authority. Um, and Metter is a agricultural community here, and so we actually partnered with the Green Toad Hemp Farm um, here in Metter. Um, they are a hemp farm that is recently established here in the area and then we partnered with handy kennedy jr's hemp farm and just so happened when we came into town uh probably about a month later they were harvesting and needed some logistic services and we were there to support wow I and mean, you look wonderful out there in uh in the field like you're, you're going right out to seeing the growing operations and all of that kind of thing what are uh what are some of the challenges though you face in moving this kind of good So some of the challenges are definitely on the law enforcement perspective side. The federal law, the state law and the local entities are not aligned on that. You know, my background is law enforcement. And so in doing my research to make sure we were in the clear, there was some gray area there that that there's not an alignment between the federal government and the state in the requirements, you know, for the truckers to have proper documentation when moving to him. Yeah, so crossing state lines, that type of stuff, it's different for 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 hemp than it than it is just full on marijuana cannabis, right? Absolutely, uh, absolutely. But hope some states do look at it almost the same, right? You, yeah. you can get into depending on the wrong jurisdiction you go into. Right. Well, yeah, she probably has yeah. a team of people that test the plants before they haul them. Oh, how do you that, get that job? That's absolutely. what I was going to say. I want to put in my application. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's actually left up to the farmers to test. We're not testing any hemp around here. Uh, we gotcha. just providing trucking services. <laughs> so you don't have drivers that are like dual drivers and then testers of the plants. Oh. 
That would probably be against <laughs> no. the safety regulations, I would think. Hey, what's the That's demand? Oh, what's the demand like for for hemp? Because it's still a niche business. Like, like we just mentioned, a lot of carriers, a lot of general freight movers don't want to touch this kind of stuff. This isn't really uh, your general FAK type of freight, right? right. This is yeah. a more specialized commodity. Yeah. Yeah. So you must be doing okay. Can you call your shots a little bit? Well, not yet, but we're definitely working on uh, putting ourselves in that specialized market uh, as experts. Um, we're doing we're partnering with a local entity here as well called AgriUnity and Georgia Grown um, so that we can partner with other farmers in the area and providing specialized logistics services to hemp farms. So, yeah, we're definitely putting ourselves together here. So I'm interested. I mean, this may be a really dumb question, but I'm known for that anyways. I, you know, that's why the wheel of stupid is here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but when you're transporting it, is it packaged or is it or is it hung drying like like we saw the pictures of? So actually, this particular shipment was actually raw. It had just been harvested out of the field um, and it's just raw in its natural plant form, uh, firm form. I'm sorry. Um, and we were actually transporting it to be dried out to a local drying facility here. Wow. And and what kind of growth potential are you seeing in this? We mentioned with the election, a number of states have now approved that. So the regulatory environment is getting better for your business. So where do you see it going? Are you expanding beyond Georgia? Yeah, we do see ourselves expanding beyond Georgia. We actually have some contacts now in Texas and Oregon because of our load that we recently moved. And then we also um, were reached out to by someone in um, Colorado. So we're really excited about that. So crossing state lines, is it similar paperwork to, uh, you know, any other type of controlled substance, you know, like hazmat and and so on and so forth? Are the regulations? Okay. Absolutely. You need to make sure your bill of ladings are in proper order um, before you do that. And then I will also tell you, too, if you're interested in doing it, definitely partner with your local law enforcement entities and state entities as well to make sure everyone's aligned um, on the law and what they're going to require if you do get stopped. Mm. Wow, Hope. Well, we have about 30 seconds left. Uh, Plug your website, and where can people find you next? Find us at www.hdwhitelogistics.com and hopewhiteconsulting.com if you're interested in getting some help. Call us, and we'll help you out. Yeah, definitely. Super nice lady, too. Big on the Call community down there in, in Georgia as well. And uh, yeah, I'd love to get the hookup from Hope. Hope, we'll connect, we'll, connect again, uh, we'll connect again in the near future. But thank you so much for being a part of Live at Home with, uh, with Dooner and the Dude here on What the Truck. We really appreciate it. Great. We're going to, you know, coming up next is Robert Brothers. He's the director of product development over at McLeod. But did you also know that he went to... What is this? Huntington? Hunt- Huntington College? Hunter Ting College? Uh, it's, there's a ghost there. The Red Lady. I got to find out if he's ever seen her. He's laughing in the green room. Is it? Maybe he has. We'll be back on the other <laughs> side of this break. Josh Asprey at Hubtrans says, don't fear the reefer. <laughs> Blythe at Digital Dispatch says, okay, the discussion with Hope was great. Lots of nuances that I didn't even think of. Yeah, it's a challenging space. She's really smart to get ahead of that and get into it. It really is. And, and you know, you got to think about those things. Like you mentioned the guys in Idaho going from one state to another where it's legal and then they get caught. And then what she mentioned was one of their difficult things is with law enforcement, even though they're totally legal. Yeah. Right. You, you get into that. You get into that issue. Uh, the one thing I wanted to ask her is, you know, what do you do if there's a brake fire on that trailer? I mean, uh, there's going to be a lot of interest. Yeah. It just starts, <laughs> just starts smoking just, everywhere. Yeah. Up. <laughs> well, I know that we said that we were going to have. 
Uh, oh, here he is. Robert Brothers. We're going to bring him up right now. He's director of product development over at McLeod. Robert, thanks for joining us on the air today. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Now, now, Robert, can you tell us about this really quick before we jump into it? Is there really a ghost at Huntingdon College called the Red Lady that haunts the Pratt Hall? Uh, yes, I've had dated her for a couple of weeks, uh, potentially. So. <laughs> <laughs> Did I hear that right? He dated her for a couple of weeks? <laughs> yeah. is, that, is, that, is that what he said? Then she ghosted him. Yeah, she ghosted him. I mean, the audio is going in and out a little bit, but... Um, <laughs> that, in those days, the girls' dorms and the boys' dorms were totally separate from, you know, so there is a Huntington uh, and the Red Lady. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Yeah, I went to Catholic University. It, it, uh, yeah, ours were separate yeah. too. Room for the Holy Ghost. Yeah, make room for the Holy Ghost. Let's get to some business here. Yeah. What does it mean to become a digital broker and how does that encompass a lot more than just freight matching? Well, to become a digital broker, you need to automate all aspects of your business from uh, finding customers to uh, sourcing capacity to automating invoicing and, and settlement. So you want to complete the whole load cycle uh, to really create the best experience for everybody, right? You want to take out the, uh, the normal stuff and then deal with the exceptions where necessary. Yeah, that makes sense. So can you really speak to the role that uh, the actual digital freight uh, matching, you know, plays in all of the digital broker uh, in, in that digital broker concept? Well, most of the uh, digital freight matching piece is about sourcing orders, uh, available orders to um, partners that uh, help find capacity. So while, we, while power broker products help you do that uh, as there are other tools in the marketplace, uh, other partners that have different solutions that need access to the capacity, uh, the available freight so they can offer capacity, those loads where they can book it now, right? right? At shortage, you want to you present the best load to the best carrier as quickly as possible, and you want to provide a way for them to get to your freight. You know, a big theme at our virtual events this year, a big trend line, Michael, mm -hmm. I think that we've heard at almost every event is that, look, we've adopted tech. It's great. Some of some companies are on multiple iterations. One of our guests right. said some companies are on four iterations. But the problem is that with all these technologies, you get you're trying to solve the problem of fragmentation, but you get even more fragmentation. Now, we, we see it in in the microcosmatic way of like communication. Like I've got email, I've got Slack, I got LinkedIn messages, I got yeah. a live chat, I got like 10 billion things coming at me. It's nuts. How do we solve that problem in the digital freight matching side? Well, I, I you want a, a strong partner to work with. I mean, one of the things that uh, these partners bring to the table is they can bring a single solution for lots of companies. You know, if you take the traditional load board marketplaces, um, they have a lot of capacity that come to them every day. Uh, you have the what we call brokerage trading, you know, logistics tracking of uh, carriers. Those guys have a lot of capacity coming to them every day. Keep trucking has a lot of capacity that's using their system. So um, again, you want to find a, a play where where the trucks are, that's where you want to be, you know, in this space. 
Yeah, absolutely, Robert. I couldn't I couldn't agree with you more. But there there's many things that are going on here, and and one of them is that I think we can all agree that there's is, there's issues with digital freight uh, matching and digital yeah. brokers that will not replace everything that the voice broker has done. Well, I think this is a, this is a longer conversation for people seeking answers. They really need to talk to an expert. So where should we send them to? Well, McLeodSoftware.com is is the best place to send people. You know, it may be the only place, really, but. Um, uh, but we'd be happy to help them. Uh, obviously, the partners that we're working with include Aid, uh, Trucker Tools, uh, Truck Stop, uh, Keep Trucking. So there, there are several people in the marketplace that we're trying to connect uh, to our customers as we are. So. Robert, thank you so much for your time today and for joining us on What the Truck. You know who else has joined us at this event, Michael Vincent? Who's that? Some of our lovely viewers' pets. Can we take a look at some of these oh, yeah, animals on here? I know that my parents, they just got a puppy. They said that they were glad this event was virtual. I'm sure we'll see those pets any second now. There, there they are. go. Look at that lovely curly dog. My parents said they <laughs> loved that this event was virtual because their dog stole their pants. Look at this. Hey. You don't need pants for a virtual event, Michael. There it is. No, there, you don't. <laughs> there's the Shiba Inu. Beautiful looking dog. <laughs> no who's coming up next, though, is Navigate B2B. It's Steve Ferreira's new show. It's joining our 2021 lineup of shows, but you know what? We're Debuting the season a little bit early. You can catch it right now in November before the clock ticks to January. Because all of us want to fast forward this year. I've been seeing more Christmas lights than ever out early. I've already got mine up. Do you really? Yeah, oh yeah. I keep my tree up until St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> hey, thanks a lot for joining us on this show. I'm Duder. That's the dude. We're going to have one love. more of these later today. But stick around now for Navigate B2B. Peace and love. Peace and love, everybody. Yeah.